distinguished guests, the President of the United States. It's the 24th of October, 2023, and a ceremony is taking place at the White House. This is a happy occasion. We need some more happy occasions. President Joe Biden is speaking to a gathered crowd of hundreds of invited people there to recognize some of the country's top scientists, inventors, and thinkers. The National Medal of Technology and Innovation for outstanding contributions to the promotion of technology for the improvement of the economic, environmental, and social well-being of the United States. With this year's recipients, outstanding may be an understatement. They're extraordinary. There are 10 individuals receiving the Technology and Innovation Medal, the culmination of their long careers of success and determination. One of them, Dr. Rory Cooper, sits in his wheelchair in the front row. A one-time Army officer, he spent the last four decades improving the lives of veterans and the disabled. Each recipient takes their turn on stage to receive their medal. And then the military aide calls out. Rory Cooper. Dr. Cooper wheels himself to the stage. President Biden salutes him and shakes his hand. The National Medal of Technology and Innovation has been awarded to Rory A. Cooper of the University of Pittsburgh and the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs for empowering the lives of millions of Americans. By inventing and developing cutting-edge wheelchair technologies and mobility devices, cultivating the next generation of rehabilitation engineers and championing wounded veterans and students with disabilities, he moves us closer to being a nation that is accessible for all. The crowd applauds as President Biden places the distinguished medal around Dr. Cooper's neck. It's a powerful moment for him, his family, and everyone gathered. When asked about the ceremony months later, Dr. Cooper mentions an off-the-cuff remark the president made that day. And the president made the most touching remarks. He said, what I love about Rory's work is that he uh, provided independence. Dr. Cooper reflects on how that one word captures the essence of his career. He pauses, gets choked up. So, um, yeah, I'll try to be a little less emotional about those guys, but still pretty amazing. In 1980, Dr. Rory Cooper was serving in Germany and out on a bike ride when he was hit by a moving bus. The incident paralyzed him from the waist down and led to him devoting the rest of his life to improving wheelchair technology. His research and inventions have been at the forefront of his industry and provided countless people with what they really want and what was pointed out that day, independence. In today's episode, our hosts sit down with Dr. Cooper to discuss his lifetime on the cutting edge of technology, how the Army influenced his career and outlook, and what it feels like to have your face on a Cheerios box. I'm Carrie varro and this is Army Matters.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to Army Matters. I am your co-host, Sergeant of the Army, Dan Daly, and I'm here with my good friend. Say hi, good friend. Hey, Dan. Lieutenant General Retired Leslie Smith. Hey, let me ask you something. Yes. If you could win a medal in something, what would it be? Hmm. Now, you got lots of medals already. I've seen your uniform. Yeah. Some yeah, probably but, have. You know, so. all those came from Walmart. You know, we buy them online <laughs> and everything else. If I could but not win a military. Medal, not not well, military. If I could win a medal in something, yeah, yeah. what would it be? I think I would want to win a, um, a medal as a fishing champion. You know, the Bass Pro Shop? Yeah. Bass Masters? I would love to be the the bass master of the year, the angler of the year. I would have never thought that. Why? You, you know just I totally like to blew fish. me away. Huh? Why? I didn't know you were a fisher guy, fisherman I, guy. I love fishing. Huh? Yeah? Yeah. I mean, the more you find out, you know, remember I told you where I live, what was the requirement? In between fishing and playing golf. Yeah. So you um, want to win the Bass Master Classic? Because I would have to fish a whole lot more and, uh, and get sponsors and all that other good stuff. Yeah. But as a kid, I did win a medal fishing how about you what would you like to win a medal in me yeah i want olympic gold medal and what what? i want curling okay that's a good one that's a very good one you know why yes you want to know because i think that you could literally drink a beer and win a gold medal in that sport i agree it may calm (laughs) you down yeah it's not that it's not that uh you know you don't don't, don't, don't have to keep up my physical physique to be a you know a curler Right. Now, our curler listeners will probably not appreciate yeah, They're that, not happy with this. They're not happy with that. No. Okay, Les, let's just say for some crazy reason, you absolutely do become the Bassmaster champion of the world, right? Would you want your picture on a cereal box or on a trading card? I would love to be on the cover of uh, the Wheaties. You know, the Wheaties Yeah, thing. like the Wheaties yeah. box? Yeah, yeah, Wheaties box. Yeah that, yeah, that would be cool. That could be on the front cover of the Wheaties with thing with fish, your fishing pole and your pole. With my two big bass hanging like this, like, <laughs> yeah, baby. I could I could see it. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go for the trading card. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I could you yeah, imagine people, yeah. me with my my curling Olympic gold medal on a trading card and kids so, all over the country. So would are, you have would you have the curling little jobby thing? The long pole I, the, in your the hand. Broom. The, I don't. I'm not the thrower. I'm the broomer guy. Oh, you're the, you're the, you're the sweeper. You're, yeah, they sweeper. call them the sweepers. Yeah, yeah. I don't sweepers. know what the term is. But. Yes, it's called. They're called sweepers. I, I did some research on it before. So the reason why we're talking about this today is because we have an incredible guest and a good personal friend of mine for several years, Dr. Rory Cooper. He's been an inspiration to me ever since the very first day I met him. Les, have you ever met Dr. Cooper? Yes, I have. Good guy. Seems like every place I go, he's yeah. there. I don't he think knows there's everybody. anybody that doesn't know Dr. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him with the president. I've seen him with the SMAs. I've seen him everywhere. So let's listen to the interview. And I'm the big winner in this one because I get to co-host with LaSharon today. Hey, everybody. We got to step up. That's right, sir. Glad to be here. <laughs> well, LaSharon, we've got a really interesting guest, don't we? Hey, let's not wait. Let's get into it, sir. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to uh, introduce our guest today. Dr. Cooper, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. We are so excited to have you on the show. But, you know, I'd like to start off by something recently just happened in your life. And this is a really big deal. You received the National Medal of Technology and Innovation, and you were inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Can you tell our listeners, what is that all about? The National Medal of Technology and Innovation is uh, basically uh, the American equivalent of a Nobel Prize. I actually a little less common than Nobel Prizes, oddly enough. 
And then the National Inventors Hall of Fame, just to put that in context, you know, the, the first um, member of the National Inventors Hall of Fame was Thomas Edison. Some of the other members of the National Inventors Hall of Fame, of course, include like Nicholas Tesla, George Washington Carver, um, Steve Wozniak, some and amazing people. Um, uh, really cool. Um, all the way from the inventor of the post-it note in the super soaker to the uh, inventors of, of CRISPR, uh, the gene editing tool, and the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Actually, in my class alone was the uh, inventing of the um, software, the electronic voting machines that many of us uh, use in electri- elections, as well as the inventor of the 3D printing. Oh, wow. Well, I was going to make a joke, man, you can't just like invent the post-it note and get in there. But I guess the guy that invented the <laughs> post-it note is in there, isn't he? <laughs> he is. <laughs> wow. So, Dr. Cooper, could you tell our audience a little bit about why you were recommended for the National Medal of Technology and the National Hall of Fame? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure I can exactly answer why. Um, but I, you know, what I was recognized for was creating technology that as the president said, uh, provided freedom for people with disabilities with a focus on our, uh, our wounded warrior and veteran community and um, by extension, all Americans with disabilities and big people globally, almost all the manual and power wheelchairs in the world use uh, technologies has been based on our research development invention activities. And so that, that's pretty exciting. But now for the Inventors Hall of Fame, that has to be related to a patented technology that's it's come to market, and um, in my case, they they identified two uh, significant patents that um, that qualified me for that honor. And one of them was the uh, variable compliance joystick with compensation algorithms, which is basically what allows a lot of people to drive a power wheelchair independently. And the other one was the ergonomic push rims, which um, allows people to uh, to push their wheelchairs. Well, the interesting thing is what they found in common with both of us was freedom. The, with power wheelchairs was freedom of mobility, and with manual wheelchairs was freedom from pain. Yeah, those are well-deserved, by the way, Dr. Cooper. I got to ask you, they, they do a lot of research on uh, folks before they give them these types of honors because they're pretty significant, as you heard. What was it like to go through the background investigation process, and can you share that for us, Dr. Cooper? You're probably pretty similar, familiar with that, but become the SMA, I imagine they go through a pretty thorough background <laughs> yeah. check as mm-hmm. well. And so it's a multi-year process, right, where you get peer-reviewed, you have multiple legal reviews, then eventually the FBI gets involved and does a, sort of a brief background check. And then if you're actually going to get the award, a more in-depth background check. And so, um, yeah, they know pretty much everything there is to know about me at this point. Um, <laughs> can make sure you didn't bump off any 7-Elevens or something, right? So no, can, yeah, yeah. My yeah, life yeah. is actually, fortunately for me, my life's pretty simple. Uh, <laughs> I would challenge that. Your life is nowhere near simple. <laughs> Man, it certainly helps. I've been married to the same woman for over 40 years, lived in the same <laughs> house for 30 years, and had the same job for about 30 years. Uh, when you do those background checks, you're not trying to remember, oh, where did I live, you know, yeah. seven years ago type of thing. And um, and my my finances are pretty simple. I don't have any, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can, I can relate as a soldier, a career soldier. I can relate, Dr. Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Let's share it over to you. Dr. Cooper, you're an award-winning inventor and bioengineer. 
but I also hear you're an Eagle Scout. And then you joined the Army. What drew you to service? So, I mean, I signed up for a number of reasons. You know, I lived in a small town, and um, we didn't have a lot of resources. And uh, so it was, you know, it was an opportunity to go to college. And um, it was also an opportunity to get out of a small town and see some of the rest of the world while I was still, you know, young. And there wasn't really any other opportunity for me at that time. And then... um, and I was an Eagle Scout and a Boy Scout and active in my community. And I was an athlete in high school, middle school and high school. And uh, and my father served in the Army, my uncle, some of my great uncles. So, I, uh, yeah, I signed up. I was able to get the, the Vietnam era GI Bill. It was a pretty good deal at the time. And, um, uh, and it eventually allowed me to get to college and I did get to go overseas. I spent most of my time in the Army in Germany. And uh, you got to meet people of different people from all over the United States as well. Those are all great reasons. Now, in 1980, after serving a few years, you were involved in a biking accident that changed your path. Can you share with us what happened that day? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was an uh, active uh, runner. I was lucky I got to run in the U.S. Army track and cross-country championships. And, but I had some knee problems, so I was doing a little bit of running and a little bit of cycling to protect my knees and stay shape. And um, so my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, we would ride to her work together, and then I would do a bike ride. There was a bus kind of in one of these uh sort of cutouts on the side of the road where the buses would pull over and pull drop passengers off. And I was passing that bus. The driver didn't see me. He didn't clear the left and didn't see me there and uh, pull out into traffic. And he basically pushed me into the oncoming lane. And unfortunately, there was um, uh, one of these Mercedes semi-trucks that was coming in the opposite direction. And it, it basically um, it hit me head on. And uh, I bounced off the ground, and and um, and I was laying there on the ground, and I was still conscious, and I tried to get up, and I realized I, I couldn't walk. And then I lay there for a few minutes, and an ambulance arrived, and um, they uh, then took me to the hospital. Um, that hospital, they didn't have the resources to take care of me, and they actually thought I'd passed away, but when they checked to... Uh, had the physician come to you know make the final check, I gained consciousness and they kind of went to in a full panic mode and called in a Medifac helicopter and had me taken to a, a level one trauma center a few miles away. They actually wound up publishing my obituary in the local newspaper. Um, my mistake, obviously. I had, I had multiple broken ribs and clavicle, and I did wind up with a spinal cord injury and permanent paralysis. And um, and lots and lots of little holes in my chest and abdomen because that's how we did most of the surgery. Um, that is quite a story, um, and we're so thankful to have you with us. What would you say helped you through that process following your surgeries? Yeah, a lot of things, you know, you having that um, supportive of. Uh, of your uh, friends and family, my, me and my mother and my sister came out and spent some time there. Rosie, you know, 
she was my girlfriend at the time, and I was an E4 when when she met her, a young specialist, and she helped me get promoted to sergeant, and uh, um, you know, just helped me polish off some of the rough edges, you know, make you look a little sharper, <laughs> study a little bit more. But one of the things I remember most is I uh, was a civil affairs NCO for um, General Clarence McKnight. And he actually came into my hospital room and said, don't give up on your dreams. You need to go to college. Uh, you need to go become an engineer. He was an electrical engineer and uh, said, go out, become an engineer and, and you could still do great things for the world. Dr. Cooper, that's just great advice and I'm so glad you took it. Now, what's the most important lesson that you learned from being a soldier? Great question. Um, that's all, you know, I'm a graduate of the Graf Vilsic NCO basic course. So uh, <laughs> That's where I went to school? <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell they do a great job there uh, if you use Dan and I's examples, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm putting Dan and Dr. Cooper in the same category. I, I don't think I'm beyond the list that you are on, Dr. Cooper. I don't know. We're graduates of the same basic course, at least, right? <laughs> that's right yeah. yeah, that's right. We had the same, we were totally different directions, though, afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, um, the other thing I learned at the NCO basic course, and I learned from the NCOs and uh, my example of Captain Martin or retired as Colonel Martin, um, is uh, if you take care of your people, they'll take care of you. And the Army is a people-oriented organization. Of course, yeah. The Army doesn't have ships like the Navy and doesn't have airplanes of the same type as the Air Force. We do have airplanes. I think we have to have more for vehicles that fly than the Air Force does. But So, you know, it's a very people-oriented. And so I, that, I think, is also something I took away as well. So it's about taking care of your people and taking care of each other. And so that's always been very important to me. Have you purchased your AUSA swag yet? Be proud to show your support for AUSA, which in turn shows your support for the U.S. Army and our soldiers. Check out all AUSA swag at shop. Welcome back to Army Matters. Now, just before the break, Dr. Cooper, you talked about how important it is about taking care of people. And I'd like to throw in a little personal story here because one of those people that Dr. Rory took care of throughout his life was my son. Dr. Cooper mentored my son uh, while he was at an internship at the university. And today, he's an aerospace engineer. Now, I just mentioned that you work in the greatest state in the world. Oh, that's right, listeners, the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Can you tell us exactly what you do at the University of Pittsburgh? So I have basically uh, three job titles. So at the University of Pittsburgh, I'm the Assistant Vice Chancellor for Research in Health and STEM Collaboration. And then I'm also the FISA Foundation and Paralyzed Veterans America Distinguished Professor of Rehabilitation Engineering. At the same time, I am also a senior research career scientist and center director for the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. 
So what do you do on your days off? <laughs> right? <laughs> what well, Rosie tells me to do. <laughs> oh my goodness. I want to focus on the one job that you mentioned last. Okay. Because we could be here for hours talking about your accomplishments. And uh, one that's uh, near and dear to me and many of our listeners is um, your veterans affairs work that you do now. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about the things you do and the impact that you have made um, in this space in the time that you worked there? Sure. Well, I, I had the good fortune of founding the Human Injury Research Laboratories as a joint effort between the University of Pittsburgh and the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. What we do is we create and evaluate technologies for our veteran community that don't exist. We primarily focus on our veterans with uh, severe disabilities that affect their their mobility and their manipulation skills. So they use their their arms and their legs. We've worked on you know manual wheelchairs, uh, sports and athletic equipment. You know, I helped start the Warrior Games, for example, with uh, General Cheek years ago, and um, we work on motor vehicles and even public transportation systems. And uh, we also work on robotics, like devices for people to prepare meals or to get in and out of their wheelchair, to get in and out of bed. So I run a team of about 70 people, engineers, physicians, physical therapists, some business people, um, a large number of postdocs and, and, and students and student interns. What we really, our goal is to create those technologies that veterans need that don't currently exist or to identify emerging products or technologies that can be adapted for, uh, for veterans to live uh, fuller, healthier lives and pursue their life goals. Before we get into anything else, I have to ask you a, a very important question, Dr. Cooper. What is more special to you, being on a Cheerio box or a collectible trading card? Great question. When the Cheerios box happened, that was a lot of fun. We got to go to the um, meeting of the, the folks that run all the PXs and all the VA canteen stores, and that was a lot of fun. And I have to tell you a little funny story about that. When they at the end they gave us like a little box and said you can go around and and just go to the vendor booths and and just whatever you want throw in the box and we'll mail it to you. And I said, um, you know, one of the soldiers that I uh, uh, mentored it was a student of mine is deployed to Iraq. I'd rather uh, not have a box, but I'd like to have my box shipped to him in Iraq. <laughs> And uh, they said, um, oh, in that case, Dr. Cooper, just take everything you want. We'll ship it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we ran around and gathered up a bunch of stuff, mailed it to him, and um, it was great. He sent me this picture back of all the stuff on the table and all the all the medics and everybody in, in, in Iraq. And, and it, you know, big thank you for, for sending that stuff to him. So that was to me kind of the special thing, and getting to go to different PXs and into the um, into the exchanges at the VA and stuff was fun. Uh, they're they're both pretty amazing, but they all pale in in comparison to um, to my wife Rosemary deciding to marry me. Oh, your best thing ever. <laughs> so just to close this out, Rory is a world 
class hand cyclist, a Paralympic uh, hand cyclist, and uh, and has received the bronze medal um, doing that. But he also races all over the world. I got the opportunity to race with him, um, not against him, uh, just out. Uh, oh, I might say it sounds like we need to do a race. <laughs> no, I would I would lose. <laughs> Trust me, he is actually world class <laughs> hand cyclist. Um, but I got to race with him as an escort on my bike while he did the Pittsburgh Marathon. So that was awesome. But tell us a little bit about that journey, Rory, about what you found in hand cycling, why you do it. You know, it, it keeps me in shape, uh, so it keeps me alive. Uh, it uh, keeps me uh, positive. I get to, it's something I do with other people. Rosie rides her bike with me pretty often when we train. And um, I do think it's important to uh, find um, – sort of healthy physical activity to do and then try to maintain that over a lifetime. It's, you know, it's helped keep my body weight down and, and like the SMA, you know, stay fit and, and, and get out there. Yeah. You know, of course there's, it's just kind of fun to be over 60 and still be able to, to be in there um, hanging in the draft of somebody who's in their twenties. It's even more fun when uh, every once in a while you hear the young guys sort of handed out the medals before the race starts and, but uh, yeah, it's really just about being fit and mentoring other people's and and trying to demonstrate what a healthy lifestyle can do. That's for amazing. You. you know, if I think in all the people we've had on this show, um, you know, many of which had challenges in life, but being able to overcome challenges and then use that to excel your path to a career that is so diverse and so broad and so accomplished, it's absolutely amazing. We have touched about one one hundredth of Dr. Cooper's story. Trust me, because I know him personally. And uh, I just want to thank you, Dr. Cooper, for, for all you do, for all you continue to do for our veterans, for being a shining example of uh, a U.S. Army former soldier and a soldier for life. And uh, I, I'm just proud to be around you and know you and having you on the show today. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Dan. I'm proud to call you my friend. Um, yes, I'm amazing. I'm an outstanding person. And his wife, Holly, as well. He's, he, he, like me, is lucky. <laughs> married. He, he begged Way her to up. marry him. Way up. <laughs> <laughs> Way up. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Dr. Cooper. Thank you. In today's episode, Dr. Rory Cooper discussed the importance of mentorship and taking care of people that work with you. In today's shout out, we received not a voice message, but rather an email from a member of the Army Medical Corps, Captain Ezra B. U. Major Kelly Chahonis is the director of the Internal Medicine Residency Program at William Beaumont Army Medical Center at Fort Bliss, Texas. Last year, I was selected for a spot at this residency program. Although I came in with some concerns about my ability to perform, I was able to progress appropriately. Major Chahonis believed in me when few others would. Sincerely, Ezra. If you'd like to give a shout out to someone in the Army family, Leave us a voicemail at 703-236-2914 or email a voice note to podcast at ausa.org. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Army Matters is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission, educate, inform, and connect with the total Army 
are industry partners and supporters of a strong national defense. Today's episode was hosted by Lieutenant General Retired Les Smith and SMA Retired Dan Daly, an anchor hosted by Carrie Barrow Heckes. Anthony Del Call is the producer and writer, and Andy Bosnack is the supervising sound editor. Ellen Toner is the content editor. Unzinga Curry is the executive producer, and the senior producers are Carrie Barrow Heckes and LaSharon Duncan. Be sure to subscribe to Army Matters wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave a review. As you know, we love seeing stars in the Army, especially if it comes in the form of a five-star review. AUSA's Army Matters podcast can also be heard on Reese Across America Radio on Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app with the search of the word Reef. AUSA's Army Matters podcast's primary purpose is to entertain. The podcast does not constitute advice or services. While guests are invited to listen, listeners, please note that you're not being provided professional advice from the podcast or the guest. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of AUSA. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. I'm Will Sharon Duncan. Hope you have a great Army day. Hooah.